0: From nine Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you? Great, Jordan. How are you doing? Pretty, pretty good. Uh, late, Well, mid-last week, our friends at Summerfest announced that the American Family Insurance Amphitheater getting a facelift.
1: Yeah, this is really significant. They've been talking about this for a bit, but Mm -hmm. last week uh, on Halloween, actually, they revealed the renderings and some details about this $50 million new amphitheater that's going to be totally
0: done by 2020, although part of it will be done by 2019. Yep. Well... Now, it's going to happen in phases, which yep. I kind of had actually gotten some inside information on this, so kind of mm-hmm. had heard this story uh, a little bit before it broke, and, and I, th- I thought logistically, like, what? How is this going to work? But now that it's been explained, I think it makes a lot more sense.
1: Yeah, so phase one that people are going to see uh, th- uh, this next summer fest, that they're already starting work on now, is basically mostly backstage kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have brand new dressing rooms. They're yep. going to have, like, 19 dressing rooms. They're going to have seven loading docks, which is pretty significant. Seven loading yeah, docks. Yeah, So, you know, they'll try to, you know, that can help cut down costs and move things along. Yes. I mean. They have, obviously, the the churn is insane there Mm -hmm. uh, night after night uh, during the big gig. Uh, And then the thing that that people will probably notice is that the roof over the lower, the lowest seats will be raised significantly. Right now it's like 35 feet, something like that. It's going to go up to 65 feet, which, uh, you know. Which makes hitting a beach ball to the top of the roof much harder. (laughs) It certainly does. Yeah. Also, I remember one time a giant spider came dangling down from the rafters (laughs) and landed on the person in front of me and totally freaked me out. And that'll probably be harder, too. Because you you know that spire is gonna have to go twice a Way distance. further, yes. But what makes this interesting is that uh, they've had shows turn them down, they've had tours turn them down. Yes. I was talking to Bob Babish, a longtime talent buyer, who said like last year they had a show that was like ready to sign and they thought they had it. And the very last minute they said no because the roof was too short and they couldn't get all their production in. And, the, and they decided that we want the whole thing. Some tours will accommodate production and cut it back, but a lot of tours want to do the whole full show, <laughs> they don't want to make any sort of modifications. If, uh, if someone's Going to be swinging from a chandelier, or a, yeah, some kind of battering ram is going to come through the set. They need that roof to be tall. Yeah, exactly. So what they're hoping is that this will make this venue much more appealing and get more tours. Have turned them down in the past, uh, but phase two is when people will really notice the differences.
0: And that'll this be is what I call the yeah. This is the phase for the people here. in yeah. 2020. Yeah,
1: exactly. So with this, they're going to have you know more concourses. They have these VIP decks. They're going to have views of the city and views of the lake, and they're kind of near the BMO Harris Pavilion, so people can see the pavilion there. Uh, It just looks really dramatic. If you go to jsonline.com slash music, you'll find the story and the renderings and the videos. Um, They'll have uh, more food and beverage options, including some that will be, it kind of reminds me of F5's Reform. uh, And and this is kind of the way venues are going, where there'll be a couple food vendors where you can actually still see the stage. So you can get drinks and still have a really great view of the stage and kind of mingle up there instead of just being stuck in your seat. So it creates more of a social inviting atmosphere, which is what the millennials are into now. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to quote you on that. Put that one on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah,
0: this is what the millennials are into. <laughs> totally, now. Uh,
1: you know, and it just looks like a, you know, the, the, the seating bowl will be, uh, uh, they'll have more aisles. It'll be better for accessibility. There'll be more digital signage, yep. video screens. It's, it's going to look a lot fancier and, and more open than the current venue. Um, and but at the same time, the capacity will still be about the same. Will uh, still be about twenty three thousand, yep. and it's still going to have that feeling of the audience kind of being right on top of the stage. It's a very kind of steep and short um, seating arrangement. Yep. It's not quite as spread out as a lot of. It. Of theaters. So when you look at it from the stage, it really feels like audiences kind of stacked on top of you, uh, which was a big appeal for that venue, and will still be a big appeal. But now there'll be a lot
0: more bells and whistles. With all these improvements, will we see an improvement in the bookings that come to the Summerfest grounds? Now, well, we'll see. We're going to talk about that next on Tap Day. Don't go anywhere. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 prize. We are back. It's Tapped In. I'm Jordan Lee from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee and with me as always Piet Levy from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. That's how Wayne and Garth introduced themselves and with me as always is Garth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I,
1: I wish I had from Garth's way. charisma and quick wit but uh, <laughs> I, I am happy to be your Garth. <laughs> You're the Garth to my Wade.
0: Forever. Yeah. <laughs> so Piet. We know that the, we well, we kind of knew that the amphitheater was going to get a facelift. That was actually announced back when American Family Insurance became the, like, title, title sponsor. Yeah,
1: that that. And that happened in January 2017. They right. had some very rough renderings which don't look anything like the new renderings exactly. now. Um, so this was coming and, uh, you know, this is a big project, a big undertaking mm-hmm. and I talked to Don Smile, the CEO of Milwaukee World Festival which is the parent company for Summerfest and he was basically saying, you know, as anyone who's been to Summerfest knows, there's been a lot of dramatic changes over the years. Uh, you know, new stages, redesigned stages, redesigned entrances, yep. the brand new BMO Harris Pavilion, that was a whole new stage right. that, when it debuted in 2012. And uh, you know his whole thing is that that's what you have to do to kind of stay competitive to oh, try to right. keep luring these acts. Absolutely, uh, you know. And that's the same thing with the amphitheater. His his whole argument is if we did not do something like this now, we would certainly fall behind. This is something that we need to do to try to stay appealing because it's a really competitive marketplace out there. Yes. I mean, uh, there's tons of festivals kind of going for these acts, uh, and just venues going for these acts. You know, in the summer months, and uh, in Milwaukee too, there's a, a brand new arena that's really doing gangbusters business when it comes to big concert booking so there's a lot of competition there and and that their job is already really difficult as it is and it would have been harder uh, he's saying and and I think he's right if they didn't do something like this
0: and it begs this question of will this help them remain competitive because as we've seen already this year you know you've got a major increase in bookings at like the Miller High Life Theatre for example Mm -hmm. you've got of course the Pfizer forum as a game changer where we've had artists who haven't played in our market since I was a kid we're now coming back to the city of Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, and that and that arena too. I mean, uh, that's a really it's that's been a very impressive. It, it was going to be impressive anyway this honeymoon yep. period for that arena, but it's it might even be higher than I think some people expected mm-hmm. because the BMO Harris Bradley Center in its biggest year had like eighteen concerts, right. which was impressive in two thousand eight. Uh, and they've already booked. I mean, we're we're you know only a few months into the opening of this building, they've already lined up twenty eight concerts, uh, which is pretty bonkers. And that's going to you know keep growing uh, for the first twelve months. Of this new facility, um, so yeah, I mean it, you know, and, and a lot of those shows have been selling really well. Yeah. So it, it begs the question: how will how will Summerfest be able to adjust to that? Because you know, a lot of times Summerfest would get some of those kinds of acts, or they might get one-offs for those acts before they go on, on a tour. Right, right. They did that with Pink a couple years ago, and she's playing Pfizer Forum on this run exactly. here. Uh, you know, but these acts that are playing Pfizer Forum uh, aren't going to be playing Summerfest in 2019. They're, not gonna be, they're likely not going to be playing in 2020 uh, on the at the amphitheater stage. So, and there's not, you know, there's only so
0: many acts that can really fill a 23,000 capacity venue. Exactly. So that also kind of falls into this conversation we've had a lot. Is there going to ever be a time where this is going to be Unattainable, But it's, it's funny to me, like at the other side of it, uh, I was just recently at the Northwestern Mutual Tech Hub Summit, and they were talking a lot about, you know, of course, city of the city of Milwaukee outside of the world that we directly work in in entertainment, generally speaking, is trying to become a more attractive and larger market for the ticket buying audiences that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. So it does kind of seem to me that maybe these things are all teeing up in a nice way where as Milwaukee's growing, so are these entertainment opportunities, and maybe we're going to cast a larger shadow over the marketplace than we ever did in the past.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you look around, I mean, we're having the biggest downtown development boom we've had in decades. Yeah. Uh, and what's interesting, though, is that, uh, I mean, if you look around, it looks like Milwaukee's really thriving right now with Pfizer form, even with like the sports teams, the Bucks oh, and right. the Brewers were kicking so much butt. Right. Um, but at the same time, uh, the data shows that our growth is really slow for a large city. It's right. one of the slowest growing large cities in the country. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how those things and if they do line up, if if you know we have too much concert options, right. you know, to you know, for one of the slowest growing cities in the country. <laughs> I'm, You know, based on what we're seeing at Pfizer form at least in this honeymoon period, it seems like people, if they want to see a show, they're adjusting to see the show. And they, that venue certainly benefited from being a brand new venue. Of course. And people are paying tickets. like They may have been like, oh, I was going to sit on the Eagles, but since it's in this new arena, I'm going to go. Um, I think that's what we're going to see this new amphitheater as well. I think mm. it will do well for them, especially in the beginning. I yep. think you'll have that kind of new feel. The other thing, too, is Summerfest was doing Really well with that amphitheater in general. I mean, some some of those bookings were were duds, but I mean to be able to get like the Rolling Stones when they Huge played gig. nothing but stadiums yep. in 2015, that was pretty significant. Paul or, McCartney right around the corner. Paul McCartney, right. yep, yep, he was doing stadiums too. I mean the, the, that that festival and and Babish, um, who books there, they have a really deep reputation, right. uh, and Summerfest has a big hold in this market and a big reputation so that history i think is going to benefit and we combine that history with the freshness of this venue i think it'll do quite well will it be able to necessarily get uh every tour that's coming through probably not they're probably going to still have to be creative and do these kind of um you know one-off bookings and kind of put some acts together to create kind of an amphitheater style show um but i think the future is definitely strong and i think it's a it's an impressive looking venue and i can't wait to to check it out when it's Mm. open
0: well, we always remind you we've got other great content on our respective websites. I know at Radiumwalkie.org we've got a really cool piece on some of the best shows on the Summerfest grounds, including some of our favorites from the amphitheater over the past years, and some videos on what it's like to work backstage at the theaters at Summerfest. You can check that out at radiumwalkie.org
1: And go to JasonLine.com
0: music. We've got the whole skinny on the new amphitheater there. Tapped In is produced by Tyrone Miller. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License lab with support from you, our members. You can subscribe to this podcast at radiumwalkie.org on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. Piet, I'll see you next time for Tapped In. See you next time. See you next time. See you next
1: time. See you next time.